Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 325, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy spooky Friday the 13th. Welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. As I've said before, health and wellness are truly my passions. I have my doctorate in public health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified personal trainer as well as a certified health education specialist. I am also the chair of the Department of Nutrition and Basic Sciences at Bastyr University, California, and hold two other faculty positions at other colleges and universities. I absolutely love answering your questions, so definitely keep sending those in. Let's jump right into today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, I was recently diagnosed with a milk allergy, and I'm wondering how common this is in adults. Thank you for your question, Nikki. Food allergies do seem to be much more common nowadays, but as I've said on this show many times before, we can't really know unless we look at actual data. Once, there was a time when we thought of food allergies really only affecting kids and is something most kids eventually grow out of, but now it seems so much more widespread. Luckily, there are agencies that track how common food allergies are amongst people and which food allergies are most common. Over the last 20 years or so, the data do in fact reveal a spike in the number of food allergies and intolerances. Many factors are being blamed for this supposed spike. Many are pointing the finger at pesticides. Others, the widespread use of genetically modified foods, which I'll just abbreviate as GMOs from here on out. What's particularly concerning about GMOs is that when foods are genetically modified, the protein content of the foods are being adjusted. They're increasing some proteins while decreasing others. Now that seems harmless, right? Well, when someone has a food allergy, it's the protein in the food that the body responds to, and that's what causes the allergic response. So if we mess with the proteins in our foods, could we be changing how the body responds to those foods? Possibly. Now please understand, I am not saying that GMOs are to blame for the spike in food allergies, but what I am saying is this is a very interesting area of future study that we need to explore further. We also need to keep something else in mind when we consider these data. Are we seeing a spike in food allergies and food intolerances because people are actually experiencing these more often? Or is it because we're getting better at identifying and reporting this information? 
Allergy testing, while not perfect, has continued to improve over time, and maybe this is why we're seeing an increase in the number of reported cases. We simply don't know for sure. Nevertheless, in Nikki's case, she's been diagnosed with a milk allergy. A moment ago, I mentioned food allergies and food intolerances. I wanna clarify the difference. A food allergy involves an immune response. This means that the body's main defense against harmful pathogens, basically the immune system is that defense, starts to wake up when exposed to certain foods. And it's not like it just wakes up and then goes back to sleep calmly. It wakes up with a roar, like it has something to prove. It overreacts and starts to cause symptoms that can range from a stuffy or runny nose, something mild, to gas and bloating, various forms of mild, to even eczema and rashes, all the way to the most serious, anaphylactic shock. How the body will respond depends on the person and how angry their immune system is at that food. A food intolerance, on the other hand, can still involve uncomfortable symptoms, but the immune system basically stays asleep. So the body's response is usually less intense and there's virtually no risk of someone experiencing anaphylactic shock if they simply have a food intolerance. It's been estimated that anywhere from 0.2 to 0.4% of the U.S. population has a milk allergy. This means roughly 645,000 up to 1.3 million people in the U.S. have a milk allergy. Again, the accuracy of these numbers depends on whether people actually go see an allergist to get tested, whether the allergist actually reports it to larger agencies, etc. So don't put too much stock in these numbers. However, What I can say is that typically milk allergies are not all that common in adults, but rather lactose intolerance tends to be reported more often. This is because as we get older, our bodies produce less of a very specific enzyme that helps us digest lactose, milk sugar. So this happens to all of us as we age, which is why many older adults experience some form of lactose intolerance, some more severe than others. But again, with a lactose intolerance, That means the immune system's gonna stay asleep, gas and bloating, maybe a stuffy or runny nose are the common symptoms of a lactose intolerance, but that's about it. It's unlikely the person would have an anaphylactic shock reaction. But with a diagnosed milk allergy, Nikki needs to be very careful about staying away from foods that contain any milk products. Because again, her immune system gets really angry when it encounters milk. So, if you have been diagnosed with any food allergy, please speak to your doctor about how best to avoid those foods and how to manage your body's response to it if, in case, you accidentally consume it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster, and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com 
slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Nikki. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle just like Nikki, send in a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com. There's a red bar along the side of the page that you can click on, and that allows you to record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can always do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. I hope you had a wonderful week. Thank you, as always, for listening every day and all the way through. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.